Hello, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you Fun Bunch Broadcast, Episode 2, with your hosts Noah Woodward and Chris Palero, featuring guest Diego Colucci. They're Welcome. paying me to be here. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with a discussion today. We're going to start with some, you know, simple fitness. What are we doing for our routines right now? I mean, to be fair with you guys, I just started a ketogenic diet about three weeks ago, and I feel fucking great, man. Interesting, interesting. Now, can you describe keto a little? Just a basic overview for yeah, man. I mean, like, um, well, the reason the reason I started is because uh, I want to get shredded for the summer personally, and uh, I follow this guy. His name is Uzoma Obilor, and he's a pro bodybuilder. And just recently, he posted on his Instagram uh, his. transformation pictures and i was mind blown mm. so i dug a little deeper and tried to find out what what he's doing and he basically said ketogenic i didn't know what the hell it was or how to do it or anything about it so i did my own little research and then i was like you know what this is for me i freaking love this mm. so far i've been having really 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 good uh, results with it um definitely t- trying to see some definition coming in you know especially on my abs and stuff um as far as like bodybuilding goes, I feel like a lot of people, you know, like they are so caught up on this idea that you need carbohydrates, you know, to to feel. bodybuild exactly yeah, to feel, that's and that's what I thought too because I thought you know I'm not this is not gonna work. First of all, if I'm lacking carbs, I'm not gonna have the energy. I'm not gonna have you know all this mm-hmm. for the gym. But it's actually far from the truth because I've been like, to be honest, I feel better than before. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I felt sluggish and sometimes, you know what I mean? Like right now I feel great. Yeah, so just go through what your average day would be like on the diet and whatnot, like just so people... Okay, so I actually recently started fasting too, but I don't do fasting hardcore like Eucharist, you know what I mean? Uh, What I do is I wake up and I go to the gym fasted. I do about 20 to 30 minutes of cardio depending on like what my schedule looks like for that day. Mm -hmm. And then right after I go on to weights. So I'll do about an hour of weights and then I'll go to work. When I get to work is when I have my first meal, which will be around 10, 11 in the morning, depending on what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll usually be a really high fat and moderate protein meal and absolutely no carbs. So we're talking eggs, bacon, I'll have um, sometimes steak even. Yeah. And um, from there, my next meal will be something with a little bit of carbs, just like about you know two or three grams, which is mm-hmm. still not a lot. But... Um, I mean, man, it's, it, it's, just, it's just really about like keeping the fats high and the protein moderate. Mm. Yeah. And one thing that I found out about this is that um, <clears throat> a lot of things that, that do have carbs also have like fiber, and fiber does not count because mm. it doesn't change you know, the, your blood glucose level and stuff like that. So you can have pretty much, you know, I have, I just actually, before coming here, I had a uh, protein cookie. And I mean, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I think it was like 19 grams of carbs yeah, or something. 19 grams of carbs and ten, 9 grams, ten grams of sugar. Of, yeah. No, no, no. It was 10 grams of uh, fiber. 10 grams of fiber? So okay. that's 9 grams of carbs right there. I still have mm-hmm. 11 grams to spare for today. I feel good. I know. I feel full. I feel energy. So So what do you think you're going to eat for the rest of the day as far as carbs? I haven't been tracking macros, which is awesome because oh. I hate tracking macros. Yeah. It's not for me. No. <laughs> I hate... I've done it in the past. It's not. It's not something that I'm really fond of. It's a pain in the ass. It's, it's a pain in the ass, and it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you're, I started, you're eating. I've been doing. Yeah. I've been tracking my calories. 
Uh, lately, I've been trying to. I've been doing a two thousand calorie cut. This is like normally what I do for a cut. Mostly, it's an aggressive cut, but my maintenance is around between twenty-seven to three thousand. So two thousand seems like okay. I've been doing it for a while. Uh, I'm starting to switch to keto though. I just had my last day of carbs yesterday. Um, had some edibles, which included carbohydrates. So I just <laughs> that my last day nice. eating eating my carbs. A plus with transparency. And then so yeah, lately what I've been doing though is so I don't just slam myself into the ketosis. I mean the keto diet is just slowly weaning myself off of carbs because I do track my calories for the most part. I don't always do it, but when I'm trying to take my uh, fitness seriously, I find that I personally notice shortcomings when I try to just eyeball it because I'll, I'll start gaining weight. I'm like, oh, why is this happening? Well, it's like if I'm not tracking my calories, then it's not 100%. So I've been tracking my calories lately. Today, I'm eating chicken, mayonnaise, and avocados. Mm. Really all I'm eating, 3,000 calories of that. And I'm eating about 150 grams of uh, protein. That's all the chicken. And then so much mayonnaise. Like, yeah. If you look at this, Why? mostly mayonnaise. That because mayonnaise is, yeah, has no <laughs> carbohydrates and it's just fat. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to hit your, mm-hmm. your keto macros. Smart guy. Yeah, and tomorrow I got just steak, mayonnaise, and cheese planted. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I don't know. I found personally that like carbohydrates don't satisfy me. Yeah. Like, I used to eat a lot of sugar as a kid. And, like, I used to just require sugar. You got that. I actually was almost borderline diabetic for a while mm-hmm. in my, uh, around the time I was 10 and 11. And so I slowly started cutting out carbs then, but I still ate a lot. And then I didn't really take my diet seriously until later, around 16, 17. I went from 275 to 200, as I said in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And then I've noticed with keto, though, just, like, eating more fats satisfies me more personally. Because um, when you eat a fat, it's like you can taste the difference. Like with the carbohydrate, the flavor's kind of bland. But with uh, fats, they're really rich. Like fats are just a really rich macronutrient, so they really satiate you in the flavor department. So what are you, tr- what are you trying to gain from doing keto? Is What, what is your ultimate goal here? Okay, so a few things. Um, so when it comes to, well, I eat gluten-free because I have uh, celiac disease, which is a gluten intolerance. And so I'm just, I'm not able to eat like wheat and rye and barley, which are, like, pretty staple carbohydrate foods. So, like, I was always eating, like, corn, rice, like, stuff based from those ingredients. And I just figured, might as well try keto. The benefits look interesting. Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. And the biggest thing is I'm looking forward to, um, I already do intermittent fasting, which is I do a 16-8 split, which is a 16-hour fast followed by an 8-hour eating window. And so I've read that, Intermittent fasting in conjunction with uh, the keto diet works really well at targeting burnt, like targeting fat to burn. And so right now I'm trying to lean out, try to get six pack. So I figured trying keto would work. Biggest thing with diets, as I found personally, it's just about whatever works. Everybody's different. Everybody has different bodies. And so, and plus, the only way you can actually find out what's work, what works is by trying things. So I'm going to try keto. We're going to see how that goes. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Very nice. I got a question for Diego, actually. It's like, for someone who is thinking about starting keto, what do you think is the ideal body type of a person to start that w- could utilize keto? Would you say it's more, would you recommend it to someone who's, like, say, a skinny boy, so, someone like myself? Or would you say it's more of someone, like, aggressively trying to lose weight or something like that? Like, where do you see, where would you recommend it to and why? If you're using it just for plain aesthetics, I would say, you know, someone who has higher body fat percentage is going to definitely find more use of a ketogenic diet but like um keto is not just used for like losing body fat either 
there's a lot of patients who have you know severe like I don't know what the I don't know what the diseases are. Yeah. I don't want to you know I don't want to bullshit you guys, but there it's it's used to treat some diseases too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I mean it, it could essentially be for anyone. Yeah. But more specifically, so if you're trying to definitely like drop down in body fat. I'm gonna put my input on this. See, um, we're gonna look at the difference between uh, fats and carbohydrates as a source of energy. See, fats produce uh, nine units of energy, calories per gram, whereas carbohydrates produce four. And so when you look at the energy you get from fat, you get over twice as much energy. So when you're only using fats as energy, your body um, is able to pull more energy out of the fat, out of the food you're eating. And so that is really a big part about keto. Although when it comes to carbohydrates, so they're like the easiest, most accessible source of food and energy for the human body. Your body's really good at processing carbohydrates. Although the problem with carbohydrates is that, especially in this day and age, a lot of people, they don't do exercise regularly. Mm. And if you compare it to our ancestors who are constantly in, like, facing the environment, struggling, and they're always forced to do exercise. Um, Keto, which is a fat-based diet, um, allows you to use moderate amounts of energy for a long period of time. Whereas carbohydrates are really good for giving you a large amount of energy in a short period of time. Um, I've read that carbohydrates, people who do a lot of like intense exercise like very often, can benefit from carbohydrates much more than they would benefit from fats. Yeah. See, if you're like an MMA trainer who, or MMA fighter who is training twice a day and spending time in the octagon, um, it's better to eat more carbs because your body needs more fuel that's readily available. Uh, with keto, it's like you're kind of only processing fats for energy. And so your body is much more prone to using your body fat as energy as well. So it's really good for leaning out. Um, so that's basically the difference between carbohydrates and uh, fat as a source of energy. Also, another thing that I wanted to bring up that's very interesting is a lot of uh, a lot of people usually quit a diet because they can't follow the diet for like a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. I can't either. It's a struggle. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't mind doing it like a diet, say for example, for like a couple of weeks, but doing it for months on end, it just seems like too oh, I don't yeah. know monotonous. It's, it's very repetitive. It's tough. You know what I mean? That's why mm-hmm. one good thing about keto is you can also implement refeeds. Mm-hmm. Basically, what a refeed is, is um, it's not like a cheat day where you can eat whatever the hell you want. It's more like a monitored, you know, mm-hmm. sw- switch your macros around so that way you can implement some carbs for that day, replenish, you know, your glucose levels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And more so, it's also very, like, psychological because if you're doing something for a very long period of time, you're going to get burnt out. <laughs> but if you do it for just a short period of time and then you have, like, a little break in between, then you're going to go back into it full throttle again. Mm. So I do, I, I'm going to plan on uh, implementing some uh, refeeds, just yeah. not yet because I want to drop my body fat like to, you know, at least single digits. Mm. And then once I'm there, I'm going to implement like uh, at least one refeed every two weeks or so. Yeah. What's really interesting is um, keto is really good for burning fat because when you eat carbohydrates and your body is digesting the carbohydrates, when you're using your insulin receptors, your body is unable to use fat as a source of energy. So while you're eating carbohydrates and while your body's digesting them, you are physically incapable of burning fat. Mm-hmm. So that's why keto works really well to burn uh, fat. That makes that makes actually a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Our guys, our guy Chris is like a 
nutrition book. You know what I mean? He is. He's he's beating by a mile, man. I don't have my information. I'm <laughs> yeah. just kind of like winging it right now. Yeah. It's, so, just, it's just I'm trained <laughs> to just remember as much as I can because you know <laughs> public school. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. And I guess for people like me and Diego, it's like we've tried a lot of different stuff. You know what I mean? As far as diet, yeah. Like I remember I, we used to do uh, chicken and rice. You know what I mean? That's it. Oh just the chicken and rice and it's so tough like even just after a week no it's just way. like you just can't you can't look at chicken you know what I mean no, that, it's awful you know I couldn't I mean? stick with it I tried yeah. for like a couple of weeks and I couldn't yeah. stick with it and it's, it's tough but I think in these I'm gonna call them new age diets uh, because you, you we're seeing them pop up all over the place like a lot of popular bodybuilders and whatnot it's going against what the orthodox you know the doctors have said about the food pyramid right, the balanced right. meal and whatnot exactly. I mean where when or or where are we going to see these things start to become more acceptable? Like, say, I, The biggest thing, can I say? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff you see is just propaganda. Uh-huh. See, like the whole idea that having multiple small meals in one day affects your metabolism is actually false. Like, they, If you look at the study that they based that on, it was literally like they had people on opposite ends of the spectrum. They had like person eating one meal a day versus someone eating multiple meals a day without even taking into account what each person was eating. So the way it affects your metabolism is actually irrelevant. See, like, I do a 16-8 um, fasting routine, and I've noticed that it doesn't affect my metabolism whatsoever. If anything, my, metas- my metabolism has gotten much stronger. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to bring this a little forward into the next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about my experience in the float tank yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Joe Rogan talks about this thing. It's called a sensory deprivation chamber. What it is, it's like this tank full of salt water. And in that salt water, you float. You're 100% sure you're going to float. Um, some people, like, they don't float in normal water, but this is, like, 500 pounds of Epsom salts in, like, 50 gallons. So it's an re- absurd amount of salt. And so you go in there, there's no sound. There's, you put earplugs in, too, so you literally hear nothing. There's no light being let in, so you're in a, just floating water without any of your senses. And Are you wearing clothes? Is that, no. I just want to know. No, no, no. no. You see, what you do is you get in there, you take a shower... <laughs> Uh-huh. And like they, they, you bet you get a hotel room, but like the hotel room is just a bathroom with a tank in it. Uh-huh, and so you take a shower, you get in the tank, and then you shower after the tank. Uh-huh. You know, um, I found when I was in there, it really helps to clear your head and just go through your thoughts. Mm. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone just trying to do it for fun. Mm. Um, I'm I, claustrophobic. And I he, could not do that. See, you see, you think that plays into account, although it really doesn't. You have the ability to sit up straight and move around. Like I was, I was kind of like in a meditating position too. Okay. So it's like you don't really feel claustrophobic, and you can't perceive how deep or how much space you have. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't really, like you don't really think claustrophobia. Mm. It's like I, I feel like it would be comfortable for most people. Okay. But it's really good for sorting through your thoughts and thinking deeply about things. I kind of went in there just for fun. I ate like five edibles before. Huh. Nice. I, was just, <laughs> I was just buzzing. Transparency, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> See, what's interesting is uh, when you ingest uh, medical cannabis at a, in a high concentration, what happens is when it goes through your liver, it becomes psychedelic. Uh, when you smoke cannabis, you only get 20% of the psychedelic properties, whereas when you ingest it, you get 100% of it. Yeah. And so while I was in the, chan- uh, the chamber, I was seeing a couple outlines and visions uh, primarily this biggest one, which was really interesting. It was this castle. There was a castle I kept trying to build in my head. Mm-hmm. And like wow. every time, it start off with an outline. Like you just see black. And then that black started to like become 
solid. It was like a dark reddish color, but very dark, so it was hard oh to God. make Jesus out. Christ, Christ. And then, <laughs> and then the. <laughs> so every time I tried to think of the castle, I would just be like, imagine a bird flying over it, where yeah. you just see the front, and then it would mm-hmm. kind of fade away. And then when I kept thinking more deeply about it, the castle started to form in my head. Because, like, what I've noticed is when you're thinking, like, and you have nothing to look at, your thoughts kind of become portrayed on the canvas of blackness in front of you. So when you think of a picture or think of an image, it would just just appear. Mm. And so it's really interesting. Uh And then that castle, I don't know, it might have been an allegory, might have been some symbolism involved, I'm not 100% sure. And then every time I try to go inside, I just couldn't get in. Like, they wouldn't, I was unable to enter the castle. And, like, you know, I'm going to compare this to Bible stories. You know, you can pull out an allegory or a deeper meaning from it, and it'll make you feel better. Or you can just say it was some random stroke of luck or chance or whatever. But I want to say that, for me, that that castle symbolizes riches and wealth and everything you want. And I feel like I don't deserve any of that yet because I haven't put in the work. And I feel like I'll be able to enter that castle once I actually put in the work towards achieving the things I want. I can respect that. Yeah. Wait, man, five edibles just had me disgustingly This, this, this whole experience night. reminds me of, you ever hear of a plant called ayahuasca? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You ever hear of it? No. Okay, basically ayahuasca, it's popular in South America. Uh-huh. Usually, like, people from all over the world, they it's go to It's a cactus South juice, right? It is, yeah. It's a cactus juice. People all over the world, they go to South America, and, like, they go to, like, these indigenous tribes, and, like, they're tourists, basically. And what they do is they pay these guys to give them this plant, which is called ayahuasca, and it's supposed to be like a very powerful hallucinogen. What it is is, um, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to embark you on a spiritual journey. <laughs> be, to, to yeah, find like shamans couldn't even imagine that. Um, see, like psychedelics have been used by shamans for yeah. Yeah. eons since the dawn of man. If you look back at some of uh, man's earliest hieroglyphs, you'll notice that they had mushrooms, which is really interesting. Psychedelic mushrooms have played a major role in the development of early culture. And civilization and people tend to forget about that because of the whole war on drugs in the 70s mm. and um so yeah ayahuasca is just a psychedelic plant and because you have to get it in the jungle and like you had to go through all that hassle oh yeah so it's, it's a plant like you have to is it's it like cactus a, juice oh cactus juice they, they cactus grew it like a huge pile almost like a witch you know yeah, yeah, you like really ferment it and then and then like that. they give it to the you know the people who are there and then they keep an eye on them for the next 24 hours because these people they go crazy oh yeah you usually throw up as soon as you they throw ayahuasca. up and like i fear i've heard stories of like enlightenment you know what i mean like it, it hits you like a truck Yikes. apparently I've jim carrey did it a couple years ago yeah. actually he yeah. he he recorded the whole thing it was awesome oh. yeah what's really I'm interesting is uh, psychedelics what they tend to do is they break cycles see humans think it's very cyclical as in everything goes goes back around like if you mm-hmm. look at your thoughts they tend to follow a pattern and you always seem to find out find yourself in the same location see with psychedelics is you get kind of get rid of that whole thinking like it gets rid of your prefrontal cortex, kind of separates it from the rest of you, which is the self-editing software in your head, the part that makes you think you are who you are. So you're kind of your perception. So when you cut that off, it just brings the rest of your thoughts forward. And that's really interesting because when you don't have that self-editing software, that prefrontal cortex, you are just forced to dive in through all your thoughts. And the human psyche is so complex and so in, in deep that you can find just layers and layers of either conflict or ideologies that you just can sort through. And yeah. I find that the sensory deprivation tank kind of stimulated that. Um, 
it wasn't like extremely psychedelic. It wasn't like I was lost in the world. It was like, no, I'm in a chamber and I can see things because there's, I can't see so, anything. So would you recommend it to somebody else? Um, from a, okay, from a meditative perspective, I could definitely see it. I've done a lot of meditation and um, trying to find like my, a clear head. And mm-hmm. so I could compare it to so like, chakra-based meditation for me which is just kind of like sorting through your inner conflict and it kind of gives you like a sense of peace and relaxation. Yeah. Although, if you if you can do that, I feel like it was kind of, it's not very necessary to go into the tank. Okay. Although, it's really good if you have like an idea or a thought in your head and you just want to like go into it completely. Like, you know when you're trying to think about something and you're just constantly bombarded with distractions yeah. and you can never think as clearly and as yeah. deeply as you want to about one thing. Yeah. I feel like the sensory deprivation tank is really good for that. It's because in, in the external world, everything around you, such as like the way you feel, like if it's cold outside, for example, mm-hmm. right? You feel that. And it's a distraction from what your your thoughts and what's because going on it's, up here. it's you know bringing I mean? you back to the present moment, like yeah. immediate threat, yeah. which is kind of a necessary survival tactic. Right. Mm-hmm. Although survival is just in the, in the moment, whereas when you're trying to go into your head, that takes a lot of time. And there's a lot of light. There's time is a factor in your head, whereas your body only registers immediate threats. Do you feel like it was an experience where it just opened your imagination, like that, to something that didn't open your imagination before? Can you go deeper into that? Like, like does it stimulate my do you imagination? Feel like, do you feel like your senses and everything you live, like, right now and how you live right now, do you think that limits, like your thoughts of imagination, you know what I mean? Like, just... I, I guess I could agree with that. Um, see, I think it's, it was a very easy way of just isolating yourself. When you isolate yourself, you just get lost in your thoughts because you're in that room and there's nobody else around you. Like, there's people outside, but you can't hear them. So it's like, and in the tank specifically, there's literally no sound. So it's just a very meditative thing. Um, what people don't realize is when you spend time with other people... Like, you're kind of stealing some of their some of their thoughts, mm-hmm. some of their actions. Like their aura, in essence, kind of spills onto you. It's just how people work. They feed off of each other. So when you're just by yourself, you kind of just like start to figure out who you are as a person. Yeah. And so like you can go very deep into certain thoughts. So what do you think, Diego? Would you try it? You know, <clears throat> as long as I don't have to be underwater, I would definitely try it. Yeah. No, you float. See, when, when you when you told me about this, uh, the first picture I got in my head, I don't know if you guys seen the movie called The Cure for Wellness. No, I've not. It's a thriller that came out about two years ago, so it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. And he, this guy is basically like in an insane asylum, and they put him in one of those uh, mm-hmm. sensory deprivation uh, chambers. But the way his works is he's underwater, wow. and he's in there for like a limited amount of time, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he starts seeing like crazy shit, and he doesn't know if it's real or not. That's part of like Is he like drowning? Huh? Is he like on the verge of drowning? Is that no, the no, 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 he's not drowning. They put like a mask on him, uh-huh. so like you know, what I mean, he can mm-hmm. breathe under there. But that's that's, I'm I'd, I'd be too afraid of that man. How how did the floating like like how did you feel? Like did you feel anything? On your, did it feel oh. like you were just sitting on a floor or something? Okay, like that? no. When like, I sat down, I didn't float. Like when I was just I was just kind of feeling the bottom of the tank. But uh-huh. when you lay down, you know, and like I don't know if this is for you, but I'm kind of like constantly flexing my muscles. Like not all my muscles, but like. You're not completely, you haven't relaxed your, every your muscle in your body. Tense, yeah, 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 yeah. Not like, even, not in extreme amounts, but there's always, like, some sort of muscle being used in your body. When I was in that tank, like, if, 
if you can let yourself just completely let go and just become the water, uh-huh. as in like not using your body whatsoever, you just like find this new source of relaxation. This like a deeper sense of just so that's like that's like the basically the the you know the psychological like uh, benefits of it. But mm-hmm. would you say there's also like some physical benefits? Oh, absolutely. As, as far as like you know muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They so, tend to get like tense and stuff like that. I I've I've been weightlifting for a long time now, and I yep. never had a massage or anything. But I guess that you probably equivalent the two. See, when you're in that tank and you relax all your muscles and you just relax and think, you just your body loosens up. You're not as tense and like that's what your, I thought. Stress just isn't as prevalent. You don't really have stress in there. Yeah, you're just that's true. Completely free formed and floating. Yeah, which is really nice, and I think it's really good for your muscles. Uh, I haven't done the research, but I noticed my skin's much softer too really? from all the salt. Yeah, I want to say the salt kind of exfoliates it too. Yeah. Oh, oh, but the biggest thing is like you're not supposed to touch your face. And okay. at one point, like I scratched my eye. Oh, Epsom salt. That's it, about right. The Epsom salt killed really? my eyes. Well, oh. there's a, there's a lot of like studies of like uh, athletes taking Epsom salts oh, to yeah. help you know mm-hmm. with like injuries and whatnot. Uh-huh. So I was just wondering if maybe like you know. Yeah, Epsom salt water has got to be good for you. Yeah, it's a uh, exfoliation. I dig it back. I'm interested. Yeah. I've been really interested. It's like 70 bucks. I guess the thing that like still is like weird. So you said you laid down and you just floated as if you're like in water. Yeah, you're in water. But like it's salt water. So you're not like, well, like almost drowning. Uh, It's like, it's like right here. uh, So like you can cover your ears and then you're kind of just the water. You're not supposed to get your face under it though. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I feel like that'd be. Do some crazy shit in there. I think some people fuck though. I think a lot of people fuck in there. There's wait, there's like enough room for that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a thing. No, they you can't fuck in. But the you one, can do you can do like you can't, two people. You can't fuck in the one I was in. Oh, there's two that's es- wild. There's that's two like, escape pods, and uh, then there's like a summer skies pod. Uh, and I think the summer skies pod is like the same thing, but with light. And so like they project like a starry or like oh. like a fancy picture. And yeah, like I'm pretty sure you can just fuck in there because you yeah, have multiple how do you people get in there. Projections. <laughs> Uh, a, a tank with projections to people having sex. Like I don't, I don't understand how like you that'd get be allowed. In, inside. Oh no! You see, because the summer skies pods. Yeah. This is Float Boston. Uh-huh. Like, you can have more than one person in. Oh. oh <laughs> you and and like they just close the door and they just let you. Like oh yeah, you can just do you. Really. And so like, wow. you kind of it's it's really like an hour and a half of alone time. Oh. And so how you much, can. How, how much is it? Uh, see like, it was seventy bucks for an hour and a half, and I think it was like. Uh, 50 bucks for ha- like one hour and then it's cheaper than getting a hotel man yeah, that's true. <laughs> no it's I, true. But I think you have to pay for two appointments if you oh, have even okay. more than one person I'm i was gonna sure say i think one. i found a loophole here <laughs> you can get memberships though they have really? memberships. so you pay like monthly and whatnot yeah there's like a 58 dollar a month one and how many times do you allow to go do you know i think it's once a month and oh. you get a one hour and a half float for a minimum of three months and I think if you get one membership, you can be three different people using it, too. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. Well, that's... And I'd recommend it. Yeah. It's really good for stimulating creativity. Mm-hmm. I kind of went in there without having much to do. Like, I did it more for fun and uh, recreational purposes. And just trying to get as high as I can. The, the marijuana kind of helped, like, um, for meditative purposes. The cannabis kind of just... You don't really... You're not hiding yourself. Like you're not hiding anything from yourself. Mm-hmm. Your, your thoughts just kind of run wild. Yeah. Just like, yeah. 
So I, I think it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. That's awesome. I'd recommend it with some medical cannabis. Maybe not five brownies, but like... Yeah, that's <laughs> too much. I, I mean, but a couple for of, some people, it's not about, like, even for me, like, I'd go in there and I'd just meditate like I normally would. Yeah, like, I mean? it's, definitely, it's definitely nice. The whole fact that your thoughts get projected onto the blackness is really interesting to me. Yeah. I, I'd definitely recommend it just for that. Uh, well, I can speak on his behalf, and pot brownies are crazy, man. I know you've never done it, and stay that way, yeah. good man you are. Yeah, we are not but advocating the use of uh, cannabis. Hell no, really? drugs are bad. Yeah, <laughs> although 18-plus legal medical cannabis patient right here, so, you know, I do it legally. Diego is over 21, yes. so yeah. Noah's the only illegal one here. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't touch the, the legal pots. Mm. Noah's a good man. He's a good person. All right, that pretty much wraps up everything we wanted to talk about today as yeah. far as talked the podcast. About keto, talked Ooh. about some um, diet. So that's episode two pretty much in the books, and our schedule and plan is for this Friday. We're hoping to release more short segments. So. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a topic, go mm-hmm. into it for about 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. and then move on to the next one. Yeah, we might do and two And we're just going to do short segments. Yeah, that, I'm planning on coming back next month if you guys yeah. want to have me. No. I would love, there's a topic that I would love to talk about. Ooh, sure. That would be anabolic steroids. Uh, okay. I'm interested. That's something we can talk More about. More to come. Uh, I definitely think we should talk about one of the topics on Monday topics will be the evolution of gaming, as, as we said, like yes. how it's come. There's definitely uh, a divide between the generations and whatnot. But For sure. Anyways, uh, so that pretty much wraps up episode two. Yeah. Punch Bunch um, Broadcast, episode two, coming to its conclusion. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having our, me, guys. Appreciate Reach our creator, no Noah Woodward, for any sponsorship details. <laughs> and, uh, Noah Woodward, 2244 <laughs> at gmail.com for yeah. inquiries. Nice. Um, yeah, have a good for, one. Thanks for coming on the show, Diego. I love you yeah. guys. Definitely appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Yo, shout out your social media real quick. Uh, what's my social media? I don't have social media. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. You guys don't have to follow me. I just post a lot of perverted stuff. Okay. So, it's all good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Episode two.